So hello and welcome to the 33rd episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Kilius. With me as always is Aaron Richardson. Hi, Linus. Hey, Aaron. Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So saying the real estate market has been hot for the past few years is an understatement. We've seen unprecedented growth in most markets across Canada in both volume and housing prices. We've also heard for years, too, that we're creating a real estate bubble that will inevitably burst. However, the market continues to be hot, and despite the doom and gloom, many experts are predicting a more gradual market slowdown in the future. So now that we're a couple months into 2017, what is happening in the markets, the hot markets in Canada? Are things slowing down? Well, we'll be discussing the 2017 trends we've seen so far, specifically for the Toronto area, later in the show. But also coming with the new year is awards season. The Golden Globes, the Grammys, and most importantly, Century 21 Real Estate Awards are being doled out at both the franchise and the company levels. Now this raises the question, are awards important? Is it just for recognition amongst your peers, or can you take advantage of awards to further your real estate business? So Aaron, what do you think? Are awards important? Oh, I think they are. I, I you know, anytime you get a chance to, um, I guess, publicly advertise yourself as being a, a leader in the industry, and uh, you know, I think that uh, gives you a bit of a, an advantage to try and gain the trust of the uh, the customer or the client that you're going to be signing up. I notice you've got a few awards there back behind you on your desk there. Is that yeah, intentional? No, I've had those there for the last, uh, uh, I don't know, for the last six months at least, probably. Yeah. So no, not intentional for today, but uh, <laughs> hopefully there'll be a few more coming in the, in the next month. So. Just a happy coincidence. So what's the best way then to like take advantage of awards in your business to promote yourself? What would you, what would you suggest for agents to do? Um, I, and I've seen it done a, a, a bunch of different ways. You know, it seems like everybody's the number one uh, agent in the area, and uh, the, you know, it could be misleading. And, the, and the, I think that's the the most important thing is just to be um, confident in what you've war, uh, won and uh, and humble in in doing so. But at the same time, um, I think it is important to let people know uh, where you stand. And, and if you can uh, if you can um, take the numbers and make it work to your advantage to be the number one at something. Uh, I think I did an advertisement once. I'm the number one real estate agent. My mom told me so. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a joke because that's what, I mean, let's, let's, you've got to have fun with it too. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, whether it be paper advertising online on your website, uh, you should be giving your accolades for sure. Uh, you know, I see people, a lot of people are actually pretty, a little too humble even, right? And they don't have anything up there. I'm like, hey, you know what? You should really promote yourself a little more. Yeah, for sure. I guess it looks good. I I go to a lot of offices uh, across Canada, and every time I walk into them, and you see, you know, number one office in wherever, or number one agent at this. Like you said, like you can almost spin statistics to make you do the number one at something. So yeah. you, you think that's a good, like you were kind of mentioning before, you think that's a good thing to take advantage of if you can figure out what your number one Absolutely. at, even if your mom tells you so. 
Yeah, exactly. Why not? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, the, I know there might be agents even listening to this podcast that go, ah, I hate it when those agents say they're number one at this, number one at that. Well, the reality is it works. And the reason why everybody does it is because it does work. And uh, yes, other agents are going to you know, be a little jealous or even think that you're boasting a little bit too much. And you know, I always hear it around the office. If you ever want to ask how... Uh, how good Dave is, just ask him, he'll tell you so, right? So, you know, and of course, Dave is not necessarily, you know, he's just, listen, he's, he's building his business and yes, he's he's a good agent. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, telling people that. Yeah, and I guess it's public perception more so than your peers too, right? I guess what's important in this case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Craig Proctor, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's somebody that uh, did it very well. Um, he brought, he, you know, obviously had a great business. He was number one in the world uh, for Remax for many years and he was a number one agent in my area. And now he teaches across Canada and across the US and all the rest of it, all those different things. So one of the things he did was anytime you go to an awards um, night or, you know, gain a, an award or get an award, it'd be him up on stage uh, with a picture and him running up and getting the award. And then he put a uh, newspaper article and it would look like an article, but he has a paid ad, um, you know, local agent wins huge international award um, and, and really made a big deal out of it. So people, you know, perce perception was he was number one. And even when he wasn't number one, you know, he perceived um, and had people perceive that he was. So you mentioned the opportunity for photo and publicity too. Should people be taking advantage of saying like even like social media and such now too, now that we live in the more of a social oh, yeah. media environment? Yeah, one of the, uh, the I guess, one of the things that I did uh, get from a trainer at one point in time that I felt was a good point was if you're going to put yourself up uh, yourself, okay, let's say you're going to post your, your own award up on your uh, Facebook site, is to maybe congratulate or not congratulate yourself, which a lot do, <laughs> but um, thank uh, everyone, all your clients. Thank you to the people, you know, the other agents that helped you get here, uh, your your managers, your office, your central, like thank people for getting, getting you to the point where you're at rather than saying, oh, by the way, I won this big award. I'm number one at this one, number one at that. And if you can, if you can have your company uh, present you that on Facebook from them to you, that even you know makes a little bit less or a little bit more humble, right? And and uh, and then you can thank the the people that got you there. All right. Anything else you want to say about awards before we move along? Uh, other than you know, it's it, now's the time, so get out there. There's a lot of agents that don't attend the awards night um, or the awards within your own offices. So if you're uh, if you have an awards night coming up, uh, whether it be in your own office or the Gold Gala Awards across Canada, attend them. Really, it's a great event. There's uh, more than just receiving the award. You're getting your your picture and the ability to you do some creative advertising and marketing, but also networking amongst the agents that uh, that are there. Uh, every time I've ever gone to an award night, it just motivates me to say, ah, I got to be there next year. I got to be to the next level. So it really is a good motivational piece, a good networking event, and then great uh, opportunity to get up on stage and get some marketing. So attend those events. I, well, I hope your desk back there fills up with many more awards in the future there, Aaron. And I'm sure we'll be hearing about it maybe on Facebook and such too, as they as they pop up. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're proud uh, of what we we uh, achieve, and I want to thank everybody going forward. <laughs> but uh, um, this no, is where I, I start mean, playing yes. the music and give you the hook, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's good to be recognized, and it feels good, and uh, and it really motivates uh, a lot of people. So yeah. get out there and uh, and you know don't be afraid to 
um, let people know too that you've you've won something because it, it's your mom will be very proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the important thing: keeping your parents proud. Eh? Yeah. So, so the, let's talk about the market because the market in okay. Toronto, like we we know, in, in across Canada and many marketplaces, has been extremely hot. Um, so what have you seen so far in the greater Toronto area specifically? Cause I know that's what we wanted to specifically talk about today. What have you seen over the past couple of months or I guess, you know, since the new year? It's listen, every time we talk about the uh, market, we're saying how it's going up and different things to do with the market right now. I just want to put like, if I had a buzzer here, I could slam it down and say, boom, and everything blows up and things go on fire and everything. That's what it seems like right now. It just seems like it has absolutely exploded. Um, it's, you know, things are selling in our marketplace and all over the GTA or the greater Toronto area, um, with a, a huge, huge lack of inventory. I mean, um, we're having, um, you know, multiple offer scenarios with over 20 offers consistently every single night uh, with anything that's being listed and things are going for, I know, I know in the past you say, you know, you're not asking enough if you're getting over asking. Um, but even if you're asking what, you know, the market dictates, you're still getting hundreds of thousands over asking. It's just nuts. It's absolutely crazy right now. And it's due to a lack of inventory. I was just going to ask that. So it's just a lack of inventory that's doing this. Is you think that you get more inventory if if people see that this is happening too? Like, we shouldn't shouldn't this be balancing it? What's what's driving this intense demand but low supply? Mm -hmm. Well, and this is where it's sort of, you know, my my uh, language has shifted over the last uh, week because I attended the Treb uh, market, um, you know, breakfast there where they went over some statistics and different things that are affecting the market. And, um, you know, foreign investment is a lot less than what people think and all this sort of stuff. But the reality that it came down to was supply and demand. And right now there is a very low supply. Um, last year, we were talking about a low supply around 12,000 homes on the on the Toronto real estate board. So having 12,000 homes was low, okay? When we got down to 10,000, we thought, oh no, it's getting even lower. Um, it Today, right now, I just pulled off a report for the GTA on the Toronto Real Estate Board, there's 3,700 homes. So 3,000, just, you know, three, actually it wasn't 37, it's 3,100 homes, but in the three to 4,000 home range, and it should be at 20,000. So... Yeah, I mean, the Toronto Real Estate Board's statistics or the market uh, economists were saying in order for it to be an equilibrium, which means enough buyers to sell, uh, to satisfy the sellers, enough sellers, sorry, sellers to satisfy the buyers would be 2,500 homes to satisfy what the buyers are out there right now. 25,000 homes. So do, and we have three, 4,000. Does anyone have any idea what's causing this lack of inventory too? Like this seems very odd considering people can get so much for their home yeah. at this moment too. At a certain point in time, the buyer, I think the sellers turned off a switch or something and said, I'm not going to put my house up in the market until I know that it's at the top. But I think what it, and I mean, the what majority and all the economists were saying is, where do I move to? Where do I buy? I can't, you know, I can't find anything on the market. There's nothing out there. So uh, people just stopped looking, stopped, um, you know, the sellers started to realize that I can't buy something nice or for myself without getting in these 20, 20 other comp competing offers. So I can't, if I can't buy, I can't sell. And I think is really what it comes down to. So what's the expected solution here? What's, what are we thinking is going to be happening in the future? If this, if we do have this inventory problem going forward, are we looking at just people deciding not to move to Toronto? The prices just keep going up 
like the, the way they've been going. I guess the GTA as you know an area has been expanding almost too, like you know a lot further than it has been previously. People commuting a lot further and such too. Um, how are people well, a lot of, coming over this yeah. issue? Well, a lot of things have to give right now. Okay, there's they're they're tightening up some some money out of China. So um, a lot of Chinese are purchasing before they feel that they're going to not be able to purchase. So there is an influx of Chinese that are out there. There was 23 homes on the market, or sorry, 23 offers on a house on the market this week, and 17 out of the 23 were, were Chinese buyers. And uh, that was an indication that obviously, and I'm not saying foreign investment, I'm saying Chinese that are getting money out of China and utilizing it as uh, in 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 the GTA. So that is one thing that's driving it. Um, as well, uh, you know, it's investment. Uh, right now, if you bought a house two weeks ago and you sell it two weeks later, you could make fifty, hundred thousand dollars right now. That's how quickly it's going up. So people are actually buying and want to scoop up these properties and, and flip them in two months. That almost in itself sounds like a definition of unstable. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. You can't sustain that kind of behavior going forward, and you can't keep these prices going up uh, reliably. Like, are experts expecting some sort of correction or anything in the future, or is this just going to be par for the course for the next little while? <laughs> Listen, I don't think the experts are going to be able to tell us what's happening because <laughs> they weren't able to tell us this was coming. They weren't able to tell us it really. There, nobody's. It's unprecedented. I mean, it's just. It's. It's pretty crazy what's happening right now. Um, the experts would have said, uh, and I think actually we talked about it a year ago, you know, or in, even in the fall, what people were saying about a, a slowing off, you know, inventory is going to hit. And I, I made the prediction that more homes are going to hit the market. I was completely <laughs> wrong. Nothing hit the market, and the things that did were going great. Like just no inventory. Nobody's. Uh, I don't know. You know, everybody's talking about possibly putting their house up in order to take advantage of the market, but there's nowhere to go. And even if you put your house up today, well, four weeks, four months from now, is it going to go up another 100, 200,000? Am I leaving money on the table if I sell today? And this is what, this is the discussion that people are having. So everybody's waiting, wait, there's a wait and see. So unfortunately, sellers are waiting and seeing and uh, buyers are having to compete uh, over 3,000 homes instead of 25,000 homes. Yeah, it's a tough spot that agents are in too, I guess. As soon as you talk about low volume, um, obviously agents make money based on volume of sales, right? Um, yeah. So is there any way that agents might be able to prepare for this if if there are like not only multiple offer, crazy multiple offer situations for their buyers, but also uh, to try and attract new listings when people are, say, you know, tightening their hold on their homes? Well, it's difficult, right? I mean, in a, in a market that's going up so much, I mean, yes, you're, you're as an agent, we're making more per sale. Uh, it's never been more important to have an agent. So um, that's the big uh, message you have to get out to people is, is, you know, and have a good agent because there are agents out there and I'm, I'm going to warn, you know, there, there, there'll be a couple agents that will disagree with me here, but um, during a busy market, people hold off offers and they do it because uh, there's a small window of opportunity to get as many people through the house as possible and get the person who'll pay the most for the house. Um, at this point in time, it's never been more important to do that. And there are still the mentality of some agents that are listing homes that are like, ah, I'm not going to play that game. Nobody likes, you know, I'm not going to play the game of putting a low price and holding off offers and all this sort of, well, you have to do that right now. And if you're not, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Not only that, people are being bullied in this market and they shouldn't let them get bullied. Uh, a good listing agent will make sure that even if a, a decent offer comes through, 
to let the sellers know you can take this offer, but I think you're leaving some money on the table if you held off another couple of days to, to when we had held off offers. Let my marketing do its work and I'll get you another $100,000. Now, you can't guarantee that. You got to make that, the decisions up to the seller. But at the same time, you have to let them have that and make that decision on their own. If you really want to take advantage of the market right now, um, and I've been giving this advice to some of the people around the office, is to um, to look at all the commission-free, we call them calm-free listings, so the uh, for sale by owners or any of the for sale by owner companies. And they're, um, the reason why we as agents are able to get the, the prices we're able to get is because we're doing the right marketing and holding off offers and all the rest. They're not doing that. So if, if you really want to make some money, go up and buy calm free listings, have it closed in two months, three months and resell it for a hundred thousand dollar profit. Um, you could probably flip it within a couple weeks of, uh, of the, of the sale just by going through the right marketing, but you'll put some lipstick and rouge, but the flipping of the properties right now, I mean, it's, it's easy to make money. I mean, the market's going up so quickly in Toronto that uh, it's almost $20,000 a week. Um, so, you know, a hundred thousand dollars over two months is not, is not un unobtainable. So, um, it's never been more important to have an agent. Uh, sell your house and go through that whole marketing program with holding off offers and doing it all right and making sure that you're organized and uh, everybody thinks they're being treated fairly with the multiple offer scenario. Don't get bullied. Uh, if you go through that whole the whole process and one of the uh, uh, managers in the office did that this week for one of our employees um, and we sell their houses from time to time um, and they went through an absolutely perfect and, and flawless offer presentation and holding off offers. And they listed it for six nineteen and for nine fifty. And there's no way this house should have sold for nine fifty. I mean, obviously that's the new market price, and I get that, but uh, it surprised everybody that they got that price because they did the right marketing and they didn't let the bullying happen. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've got a pretty comprehensive strategy for the, the listing side. What about the purchasing? If you've got uh, buyers you're representing, to I guess it could be a very frustrating process if you're competing against you know nineteen twenty other offers. Um, is there any good strategy here? And I imagine there's a lot of frustration on both the listing agent as well, sorry, the, the selling agent oh, yeah. as well as the purchaser or prospective purchaser, I guess. Um, what yeah. do you, how do you handle that kind of client and the frustrations that must occur there? Yeah, you got to put some hockey equipment on and you got to <laughs> go to the front door and you push yourself through all the other offers. Listen, bullying the offer is the right, right answer. I mean, you have to do what you can for the buyers right now. And if something comes up on the market and you want, they want it, then you do everything you can to get that offer presented and hopefully accepted. And if you have to wait till they hold off, then you just, you know, follow the right guidelines in terms of presentation of a, of a, an offer in, uh, in competitive situation, you know, make sure you bring the check with them, make sure the deposit's good enough, make sure, um, you know, I've seen people write letters to the seller telling them how their family loves their house and they really want, want to be in there. So, um, obviously money wins. So in the end you pay the most, you're going to get the house most in most cases, but you got to do everything you can for your buyers right now to fight for them. Cause it's, it's, it's a crazy market right now. And I guess the way that things are going up too, it makes sense to come in with that high offer and make the purchase too, because you know, you, if you think you're overpaying for it, maybe you, you know, a few months down the road, you're actually have underpaid for it. You know, if you, if you oh yeah. That way, anybody so. who thought, oh, listen, you know, anybody who thinks they overpaid for a house last year, forget it. You made <laughs> you made so much money in a one year, it's just it's nuts out there, and the numbers aren't out. Um, but I'm I'm telling you, they they are going to blow 
everything out of the water. When we thought 20,000 or 20% was up in a market, it's going to be 30, 40%, you know, up in, in, in value over last year. Things that were going for $400,000 in our market two years ago are selling for nine to a million million dollars right now. Makes me wish I had a house in Toronto that I purchased a few years ago. Um, so what's going to happen here? Are we, should we expect any incoming policy changes? Obviously, there's, there's a problem or yeah. an issue here. Um, do you think policymakers are going to maybe get more aggressive this year uh, and try and curtail what's been happening? Uh, I hope not. I hope they don't get too aggressive because oft often when the government gets involved with some of these policies, it's hard to turn back and, and it can it can actually work in a negative um, and maybe go too far. Um, the market should uh, level its, hopefully level its, itself out with some inventory that's coming on. Um, policymakers are talking about the red tape to, uh, to build homes. There's not enough inventory out there because there's not enough uh, new starts of new home developments. And the reason being is because it's taking sometimes 10 years uh, in order to get approvals to build a subdivision. Um, and th so that's where the, yeah, the government is going to have to look at uh, how to make it a little easier for developers to be able to turn around and purchase property and uh, get some houses built to satisfy uh, the influx of uh, people wanting to purchase and get into the uh, to the market. Yeah, I, I feel like is there going to be probably an influx of lower cost homes as well? Should we be expecting that potentially, like in terms of new starts and builds too, and like more condos? It seems like just with the affordability being an issue, that that's the way things are going to have to go um, to get yeah. people into the I marketplace. Mean, it's already spilled over to the condo market. Um, the condo market, t typically in the past year, it started off only being up maybe five or six percent, but now we're seeing the condo market going up 15, 20 percent. So um, that's what's happening is affordability is spilling over to the condo market. And yes, I mean, more more starts with condos. We're going to be building a lot and uh, it's not going to happen overnight. I don't see foresee this bubble happening in the next, you know, I guess, short-term period, we have to satisfy these buyers. And the only way to do it is with inventory. If the inventory doesn't get up there, how, are, how is the market going to slow down? So if you had a client right now that's looking to sell their home, like what kind of advice do you give them? Obviously, you're, you're a real estate agent. You want people to be selling homes and purchasing homes, but it almost sounds like it might be better in the best interest to hold on maybe for a little bit too. Well, and that's you, know, you got to look at your individual situ situation. One thing I would say is when you're when you're selling in a in a high market and everybody's trying to hit the top, you know, it's not it's not always feasible. You know that it's a good time to sell. You know you're getting a lot for your house. You may want to consider um, putting it up soon because you don't want to wait till it, you know, necessarily curves or starts to fall off because you might be caught in the downwards spiral. So, I mean, it is a good time to sell. Let's, let's be honest. You're going to get a lot. If you're ca cashing, if you're, if you're a retiree, let's say, and they're looking to um, sell because, you know, your house was your, your, your retirement savings, now might not be a bad time. The uh, stock market has gone up a little bit, but it's still, they say, you know, got a lot of room in there. So maybe the idea is to cash out, put it in the, put it into the market and, um, and live off of dividends. I mean, that's one of the strategies that people are doing for retirees, right? Yeah, great time to be a retirement age. And I guess there are a lot of baby boomers that are finally getting to that age too. So 
um, yeah, maybe it's a good time to downsize or move to Kingston, where I where I'm from. The housing prices <laughs> haven't gone up nearly as much. You could sell a little like one bedroom condo there. You can buy the biggest mansion in Kingston if you wanted to. <laughs> but it's, that's right. I mean, and that's what people are doing, right? I mean, they're looking. Uh, they should be if you're looking to retire and, and move uh, to a nice town like you know Kingston or uh, Kingston's not really even a town; it's a city, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. big enough. But it's ni- nice out- outerlying areas in around everywhere from here all the way up to Kingston and Ottawa and stuff. So. Um, nice little areas to retire and and hopefully some people can take advantage of uh, the market here and uh, buy a nice little bungalow out in Prescott. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, and before we st- stop the show, I want I just kind of thought of one thing. I know we didn't really say we're going to talk about this, um, but in terms of the supply issue too, are, do you think we're going to see? I guess I'm not sure if you call it urban sprawl or not, but just the growth of the GTA um, starting to encompass the outlying cities and like that kind of area becoming more popular and going up in value because of the supply issue too. Do you think in the future, like your, your supply- Oshawa's, Bowenville's, you know, just like the the kind of outlying towns around the Toronto area too? Like, do you see, do you foresee like this spilling over to them? I know it already has a little bit already, but um, you I think the numbers were 100. 100- the last there was a um, a statistic that came out in terms of it's not census, um, or is it the last census just came out? Something just came out in terms of the increase in population in Canada, and uh, I guess it was a surprise to see how much how many people are living here and how many people are moving here. So um, I would think that the supply of let's say um, immigration or people moving into Canada or into these areas is going. To, I mean that's that's obviously causing an inventory problem in itself. So the inventory problem could be caused because of the influx of the amount of people coming into the areas. But yeah, people are going to be moving out of the looking to move out of the Toronto area and into the outer lying regions. And that's why, I mean, I'm in Newmarket. I live in Newmarket, um, which is about 30 minutes from Toronto. And uh, we're seeing this huge influx right now. And it's just mind boggling the pricing we're getting is because it's actually seeming cheap to spend $1.2 million as a, in a nice bungalow in Newmarket where we're going, what? Like, that's crazy. But uh, for $1.2 million, you can't get anything in Toronto for that price. So, you know, it's all... You know, it comes down to the rules of like the laws of economics and supply and demand and all the rest of it. And I get it. It's just, it's going crazy. Yeah. Well, it's quite a wild ride. I guess we're in for this year. So we'll have to see how it goes in the future. Um, So I think this is a good place to end the show. If you like the show, please subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites because it really does help. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.century21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. So find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Aaron, thanks again. Everybody, have a great week. Thanks, Linus.